the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, you got another hour of Andy and I, and we're here to help you with your car questions and car problems, do our best to guide you appropriately. We want you to know that your interests are a long way in front of our own, that we don't have any agenda. Our job is is to help you get your car fixed right the first time, and we'll do what we can to arm you with the right questions, what to say, what not to say, um, and and then also we'll help you refine your symptoms. I I had a call, I had an email the other day, a very long email from a guy who had, had a bunch of work done, and he had vehicle A and it had a problem, and he got vehicle B and it had a problem, and vehicle C had the same problem. And I said to him, I need you to focus on these really good symptoms, and I need you to to, to, to put delete in your brain about all the rest of this mm-hmm. stuff, because he said stuff in there that was a misdirection. So here's what really is. Well, for instance, it was, I drove, when the car stalls, it's almost always on a hot day, and it's almost always when I'm pulling a trailer, and when I'm getting off the freeway. But one time, and most of the time it starts right up, but one time it started and it ran really bad, and it took almost 20 minutes for it to clear up. I, those are important things. Mm-hmm. Those are important things. Then he talks about internet. And I said, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Folks, you, you are never going to fix your car on the Internet. It's kind of like going to WebMD or, yeah. you know, you have a cough and you start Googling something and all of a sudden you have some terminal illness. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Let me tell you a funny story. The other day I was working on my quad up at the ranch mm-hmm. and I found the air filter box full of oil. And by the way, your husband did this. <sighs> okay. So the air fill box is full of oil. So I Googled Polaris 850, air box full of oil, and all hell breaks loose. And there's <laughs> got to be 400,000 ideas about what's wrong. I figured it out. <laughs> I'm surprised you even needed to Google that. Nope. <laughs> it was self-inflicted. <laughs> it was, we did it. Really? Yeah. You know how a clean fanatic I am, mm-hmm. okay? I'm a clean guy. Yeah. After we went to, up to look where Phil got his elk mm-hmm. and the things were all muddy, I said to Phil, I'm going to lock the brakes and we're going to lift up the front of the machine and stand oh, it on yeah. its butt so the, the machine is vertical and we're going to wash the underside off. Mm-hmm. I caused that. Gotcha. There was one guy in there that said, I had mine turn over and that's when I found oil in the, and I'm thinking to myself... Holy mackerel. So then when I took the air filter box out and cleaned it all up, I looked at the PCV valve system, and lo and behold, it feeds off the back of the valve cover, which is the lowest part, and all the oil goes to the back of the valve cover when you stand it up. So it's your husband's fault. 
I couldn't have lifted it up but without, <laughs> without his <him. laughs> without yeah. his help. But it's Phil's fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It's his fault. So uh, there was people out there that were buying a 2012 valve cover, and they were looking at the Labrith plate, and the O-ring is bad, and this and that, and guys would say, I tried that, and it didn't work. But one little voice out there just keyed my head and said, mm-hmm. you know what, I caused that myself. And it's nice when they, you know, post that kind of stuff when they have those problems, but then follow up and say, hey, I've done this and this fixed it, or mm-hmm. it didn't, because a lot of times they just, they're throwing ideas out there and nobody knows what's going on. And and, and fixing your car by that is just uh, the worst thing in the world. It you are, you are, You are letting someone else guess on the repair of your car and they're doing it with your money. Mm-hmm. That would be like you st- insisting that I tell you how to fix a clunk underneath your car because all I can do is guess. And I'm a master technician. I've been a master technician since 1990. I've been ASC certified since 1985. But I reached my master levels in 1990. What's that, 25 years ago? Mm-hmm. 25, 26. I, 26 years ago. So anyway, uh, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. In nineteen eighty eight, when I first started doing radio, the number one question I had was, is where's your shop, Mark? And I just didn't feel like that that was what I wanted to make a radio show about, so I, I would guide them to other shops in town. And out of that came the best car repair shops list, the very first referral network in the state of Arizona and if not the world. We just decided that we were going to highlight places. Quality transmission's on that list. He deserves to be on that list. He's in Tempe. He's on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. He's south of the 202 on McClintock. He deserves to be on the list. He's been on the list for probably 20 years. But quality transmission is well worth the time. They'll drive your car, and they'll speak to you for free, and they'll talk to you for free. But they're not going to diagnose your car for free. They're not going to do a bunch of work, pull the oil pan off, run pressure tests, and scan it. They're not going to do that for free. But they can at least answer the most important question when you have a transmission problem, and that's this. Is this truly a transmission problem, or is this an engine problem? And they're really good at that. A lot of times people bring their cars to me and say, oh, it's an engine problem. And I'll say, no, it's a transmission problem. And they'll take it to a transmission shop. And if I'm right, then the transmission shop will say, yeah, this is our problem. That's a hard thing to come to, uh, to diagnose. But they can do it really good. Quality transmission. Good place to go. All righty. Shall we call California some more? <laughs> Folks, when California wants everybody to have 10,000-mile oil, there's a lot of cars out there that are going to – this is the bad news about that. How often do you check your oil, Andy, in your car? I don't ever check it. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. What's your oil change interval? About 5,500, I think. Okay, fair enough. That's okay. You've heard me say many, many times that you should start checking your oil about 5,000 miles. Mm -hmm. You cannot afford to, if you do a a full synthetic oil and you're going to go 10,000 miles, you cannot afford to try to go 10,000 miles on a Honda with four quarts in it because that son of a gun will have one or two quarts at the end of 10,000 miles Mm -hmm. and you're going to cause engine damage. By telling everybody they have to have this fancy-dancy oil that already exists. California's pretending like they're going to go muscle the oil companies into making this oil. Well, it already exists. So they're going to mandate that everybody in California, including all those junkers that have those flowered vans, those VW vans, and they love children and all that (laughs) kind of stuff, they're going to mandate that they're going to put full synthetic oil in their cars, and they're going to go 10,000 miles. 
I can tell you right now that 20% of all the cars that do that are going to end up in the junkyard because people don't check their oil now, and they're going to run out of oil. Mm -hmm. Not because synthetic is drinkable and conventional is not. It's because that's what cars do, yeah. is they consume oil as the oil gets dirtier. So you can't afford to go 10,000 miles and never pull the dipstick. And I tell folks all the time, at the 5,000-mile mark, every other gas fill-up, pull the stick and look at it. Yeah. The difference now, when is, the car, when is the oil dipstick say you're a quart low? Where is the oil on the dipstick? When it says you're a quart low? Yeah, when, you're, when you have to add a quart. Gosh, I don't know. At the add mark. Okay. Right at the add mark, not below the add mark, at the add mark. Because the difference between the add mark and the full mark is one quart. Okay. So when you get to the add mark, you're a quart low. We have people that will say, well, I, I'm, you know, I, I added a quart. Where was it? Well, it was halfway between the add and the full. Well, then you overfilled mm -hmm. it. The add mark on every car in the whole wide world, the add mark is a quart low. Okay. The problem, again, with, with full synthetic and long, long oil change intervals is nobody checks their oil. Well, yeah, and how many people actually get their oil change done right on time? Nobody. Uh, yeah. Nobody, I mean, not even you. No. I look at your record sometimes, and <laughs> you say 5,500, and I see 6,500. Yeah. I see those. And your mom. I mean, boy, you know, she, she I, I put, if I don't dare put conventional oil in for a three or 4,000 mile oil change mm -hmm. interval because she'll triple that. We'll do, <laughs> oh, I thought you put some in it. All those to Nordstrom. Oh, yes. <laughs> she's going to kill you for that. <laughs> she's going to kill you for that. She gets mad every time I mention Nordstrom's. And she says, you never say Target. <laughs> I say, I don't even know where Target is. <laughs> oh, God. Ruben, save me from myself. I'm probably in big trouble anyway, but how can I help you today, buddy? Okay. Well, hi. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah, I have a question on the SLK 350. Um, I, I was reading that sometimes they have problems with, trans I guess it's uh, transmission issues in terms of chipping, um, that kind of thing. I'm not sure. Well, do you ha is there a, a particular year? Do you have an SL three hundred and fifty? Uh, two thousand. Uh, two thousand what? Six. Okay, two thousand six. And and uh, give me that transmission again, because you're kind of breaking up on me. So, oh, I apologize. That's all right. Um. Yeah. Basically, uh, sometimes it, um, I might be uh, let's say um, taken out from um, an from an intersection or something, taken out, and it seems to. Uh, doesn't shift properly. Okay, let me ask you a question. Does it seem to start in first gear and then maybe skip second and go to third? It seems like that might be. Okay. Uh, and, and that's not very, it's very infrequent. Okay, well, let me give you the menu. Or does it start off in second gear and hold it out extra long? Or is it holding out first gear too long or too short? Because those are the menu. I've just given you the menu. And, and those are the shift issues from what we call a stop. So sometimes first gear goes like this. It'll go in, and it should go in, in, in. That's normal. Sometimes it'll shift too early. It'll go in, in, in. And at third, you're in third gear by the time you're doing 10 miles an hour. Sometimes it'll hold first gear out really tall, really high RPMs, and then kind of shift really hard into second gear. It, it uh, seems to be doing that, and again, very infrequent. Okay. 
the very first thing you want to do on your car to help you, the transmission shop diagnose it is I want you to take over the manual aspect of the shifting. I want you to manipulate the shifter and pull it into first. And I want you to shift the car. And I want you to tell the transmission shop that when I shift it, I like the shift pattern and it seems and feels normal. When I let the transmission shift itself, then I don't like the shift pattern and it's clearly different than it has been. Now, that do you save yourself $50 in diagnostic money when you say that kind of thing, if it's true, of course, because when you manually take over the transmission shifting, then you're, you're telling the computer, I got this. And so the computer kind of says, okay, fine. And it's going to let you decide how to shift. When the transmission looks at the computer, the computer is looking at as many as 20 different sensors. It looks at throttle activity. It looks at brake lights. It looks at the speedometer. It looks at the load of the engine. It looks at how much fuel is being delivered to the engine. It's looking at the four tire speed. It's looking at the transmission tail shaft speed. It looks at all of this stuff. And the computer, that your computer and your Mercedes can read the Bible, 3,000 Bibles in one second. It's 300 Bibles in one second. It's 300 Bibles. So there's a lot going on. So what happens is, is we lose an input. So all of a sudden the speed sensor says 16, 17, and the computer wants to shift into second gear at 18, but all of a sudden it goes 16, 12, 16, 12, 18. And when that happens, the computer's going to be confused and the shift pattern's going to look stupid and ugly. But a good guy's going to plug in a scanner and go drive that car because you're going to give him the symptoms and teach him how to make it happen. And when that happens, he's going to be watching the speed sensor, he's going to be watching the wheel sensors, he's going to be watching the throttle all on the same screen, and boom, he's going to see that speed sensor's dropping out. So he says, you have a transmission problem, but it's not related to the transmission, it's related to the speed sensor, I'll just fix it. And that's what it works out. Thank you very much, Ruben. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. And there's good transmission shops on my website, MarkSalem.com. They're all good guys, and they know what to do, and they'll tell you if they aren't the best shop for your repair. And most of the time, they'll refer you to somebody who is. Mercedes-Benz are a car all of their own, and you know that. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is Dan Marley, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for an exciting season of antelope basketball. That's right, Dan. And your Lopes play their final whack game of the year at GCU Arena, hosting Chicago State tonight. GCU is looking to sweep the season series with the Cougars and continue their push for a 25-win season. The tip's at 7. Join me and the coach, Dan Nichols, for the antelope pregame show at 645. The Lopes and the Cougars tonight 
on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, historian Dr. Steve Carroll returns with his essential Dateline Middle East news analysis and commentary. Learn about the essential news from the Middle East. Dr. Carroll's presentation is not to be missed. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. Are you looking for the perfect venue for your next event? Whether it is a special event, meeting, staff appreciation, product launch, or team building event, we have you covered. Studio Movie Grill offers professional event planning and has the expertise to make your next event effortless. SMG is a place where celebrations happen, relationships are built, and memories are made. Email private events at studiomoviegrill.com to book your event today. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, 602 We've got a lot of people on the line, so we're going to tell you about Larry Harker's real quick. Larry Harker's has been in business since 1967. He's on 38th Avenue in Indian School, and if five miles north of him, five miles south of him, five miles east and west of him, there is no other Mark Salem recommended shop because he's so doggone good, and shops that are good are hard to find. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, know this. Larry Harker's is well known by the rest of the repair shops in that area who oftentimes take their more difficult cars to have Bob diagnose them. So Larry Harker's is a good place. They do good diagnosis. They've been around a very long time, and they're a good shop, and they are a proud member of the Mark Salem Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. And you can find that list at MarkSalem.com. Mary, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. I want to let you know I check my oil all the time. In fact, Good. I I check it for all my my uh, family, so that water and oil. Good for you. Good for you. I know that radiator will wreck the engine if they let it have a leak that they don't notice. But anyway, my question is about the oil. I see that I've got vehicles. I drive Toyotas, so I have 200 miles on all 200,000 miles on all of them and um, I always see the filters that say for high mileage and the oil that says for high mileage and I'm always paying a lot more is that worth it no okay that's what I thought no um, I, I want to tell you something it, it it's it's a marketing strategy if the 
if the minimum oil filter standard happens to be four microns, and I want to tell you something, I have a five micron filter on the drinking water at our ranch, and I've had some pretty swanky people in there, and I, and, and if they ask me, you know, and I'm pulling water out of the ground, and I'm running it through a five micron filter and then a UV light to just kill any germs, really and truly there's no byproducts. As a matter of fact, the faucets in Tempe have yuckier water in them than our ranch water does. So if if I said to you, I'm going to take your 5 micron oil filter away from you and I'm going to give you a 4 micron. This is micron is a millionth of a meter. A millionth of 39 inches. I suggest to you that spending that extra money for this false sense of security does one thing. It two things. It rips you off and number 2, it makes them more money. And that's what it's all about, is high mileage oil and high mileage oil filters. It, you, you're doing really good at 200,000 miles. I'm impressed. So whatever you're doing, you just keep doing, but skip spending that extra money for that false sense of security. Okay. And how often should I change the oil? I drive around town all the time, every day, all okay. day long. All right. There's three kinds of oil. On a conventional oil, the oil change interval is three to 5,000 miles. If you use a blended oil, and my shop sells only blended oil, blended is half conventional, half synthetic. A blended oil is five to 7,000 miles, and then a synthetic oil is 8,000 north. So it really depends on your oil. It's your oil change interval is dictated by what kind of oil you have. So if you use like a conventional oil, then three to 5,000 miles isn't appropriate. Do you drive that many miles in a year or more? Yes, I drive a lot. I put on probably almost 100 miles a day. Okay, so that's 500 Maybe miles a week? Maybe all city, yeah. Okay, so you're putting 25,000 miles a month or a year? Yes, maybe 30, yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, what I would suggest that you do is you could do, if you're doing 30,000 miles a year and you're changing your oil every 3,000 miles, that's 10 oil changes. Is my math right? Yes, uh-huh. But if you went to synthetic oil, you'd only do three oil changes because you'd do 10, 20, and 30. Okay. So, right? Yeah, and what, what are you using currently? I use the cheapest oil at Walmart, the Walmart okay. brand. Then that's okay. the three to 5,000 mile. But if you went from 3,000 miles to 5,000 miles, then you'd go from 10 oil changes to six oil changes, and that's well within the parameters of the oil that you're buying. Okay. So if you went to, and, and, and I'm especially enamored because you check your oil on a regular basis, mm -hmm. that eliminates. Let me tell you why that's so important. If we did 30 engines last year, 28 of them were overheated, and or 28 of them were run low on oil, one or the other, right? Yeah. Every one right. of them is, is self-inflicted by the nut behind the wheel, and most of them have or California water. plates. Or water, yeah. yeah. Right. Two, two motors last year were actually just simply gave up the ghost through no fault of the driver. Not too long ago, the Arizona Attorney General's office said something about a car that has over 100,000 miles is, un, is inherently unsafe and undependable, blah, blah, blah. And I looked, and, and I have 45,000, 50,000 vehicles in my fleet, and it was like 31% of the cars fell in that 100,000-mile or more arena. And I said to myself, quietly to myself, as I often talk to myself, that... <laughs> 
that the Arizona Attorney General's office just deleted or just said to 32% of the cars in my fleet that you are inherently undependable and, and unsafe. And I disagree with that thought process. So right. in your particular case, those are your options. If you stay with the cheap Walmart oil, which is fine, then change it maybe six times a year every 5,000 miles. And I think you'll be, you'll save money and you'll still be protected. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mary. Uh, Bill, how can I help you today? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I got O2 Chevy Cavalier. Uh, once in a while when I turn the ignition, the dash lights come on, but it won't start. Okay. It, does it crank over but doesn't catch, or does it not crank over? It does not crank over. Okay. So uh, after I turn, it, turn the switch, turn the key a few times, then it starts up again. Okay. If you will go to my website, MarkSalem.com, and print out FAQ 28. Well, I, I don't have a computer. Right. I don't have no computer. All right. I can tell you that if you... If a technician would watch your headlights, he could tell you whether it's the starter, the solenoid, a bad battery, a bad starter, or a bad connection. We can literally look at the headlights. You turn the headlights on, then you hit your key, and what the headlights do will tell you what's wrong with your car. We're using the headlights as a voltmeter. Where do you where do you live? Uh, South Phoenix. South Phoenix, uh, east of Central, west of Central. Okay. Um, I, I'm probably a close shop to you. I'm at Warner and I-10. So uh, South Phoenix is Baseline Road area. And so I'm four miles south of I-10, four miles south of Baseline on I-10. Uh, you could leave your car with us, and we would start it and, and diagnose the problem. You're going to spend Andy for a diagnostic for a, a no-start no condition? Crank, no start, probably somewhere between 40 and $50. Yep. And we would tell you exactly what it is and guarantee that we would tell you exactly what it is, but you'd have to drop your car off and leave it there. But I'm close to you, and I would be happy to provide that service to you if you decided. Uh, the name of my shop is Salem Boys Auto. I don't have any other shops that I can recommend around you. I'm the closest one to you. And I rarely recommend my own shop over everybody else, but unfortunately in the geographical area that you're in, you're the closest to me. Stay right there. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribusunum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. When I started having trouble reading and threading a sewing needle, I went to the ophthalmologist right away. I have AMD, age-related macular degeneration. It's the leading cause of blindness in people over 60. I'm getting treatments now, and my vision is better. I also called the Foundation Fighting Blindness to learn how to prevent and manage AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for helpful information on AMD. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Janet, I'm sorry you didn't wait. We don't get very many ladies that call in, and I just noticed that... uh, you called in and then you dropped off, but if you want, you can call us back and I'll take you real quick. But for right now, we're going to take Ken. Ken, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning to you. I have an 014 Ford Explorer. Recently, when the ignition is in the accessory position, every the radio, everything will just shut down and a bar graph comes across the display area indicating that uh, the battery is being saved uh, and it's uh, not uh, uh, in order to get the power back again, you've got to start, start the engine back up. Okay. It, it clearly, um, we know that a, 
a battery that's fully charged is, is around 12.9 to 13 volts. And we know that a 12.5 battery is at 50%. And we know a 12.1 battery is 10% charged. So the computer is seeing a problem. Now, when the car is running, the battery voltage goes from 12-something to 13.8 to 14.5. So it, it adds a volt to the electrical system. So there's a problem because the computer is saying the voltage probably dropped below 12.6, and it's saying to you, I'm getting really nervous. I want you to quit doing what you're doing, and I want you to start the car up and charge the battery. I'm thinking the appropriate thing for you to do would be have someone to appropriately and charge and test your battery and there's a good chance is the car close to two years old or older than two years old it's right at the two-year point okay in arizona the overwhelming average is two two and a half years for a battery so i think in your particular case it's probably your battery is now weak unless of course that you spend five minutes driving it and then your wife goes in to uh to target and you sit in the the parking lot with the radio on for an hour that's not good because you're you're not adding enough electricity to the battery you're taking more than you're adding because you only drove five miles to get there and five miles home but yet you sat in the, in the parking lot for an hour and listened to the radio or talk radio or something like that yeah and i understand uh i interestingly i took it down to the dealer and we're in surprise, and the dealer's way downtown. And uh, he, I asked him if uh, told him the symptoms. For some reason, they got confused on it. And uh, but I said I think it needs a load test and an output test of the uh, alternator. They did both. Said there's nothing wrong with it. You just and then they went through the little spiel that you just went through. Okay. I do, I don't do that very often. Uh, so there, I suspect there's really a battery problem, but... Uh, uh, well, I'll I tell you what you could do. Um, you know, you can buy a little uh, digital volt ohmmeter that measures DC voltage uh -huh. from Harbor Freight for 10 bucks, yep. and you could plug it into a cigarette lighter plug-in, and you could monitor your own voltage, and so you would know exactly when that light, when that bar graph comes on. Okay. And good. and I need your battery to be 12.5 to 13 almost all the time, but when the motor's running, I want to add a volt to that. So from 12.5 to 13.5 or from 13 to 14. Does that make sense to you? Yep. I yep. need the it electrical really system to come in. So I want you to write this down. Dead battery, cranking voltage has to be above 9.6. If it drops below 9.6, the starter ain't going to work and you're in big trouble. So 9.6 is the minimum it should hit. Your battery should be in the 11 volt range when you're cranking it over. You can read that off the cigarette lighter. When you're driving down the road or idling with a fast idle, 13.4 to 14.8. That's the kind of voltage I want at the cigarette lighter plug-in. That tells you the alternator's working right. So you just kind of keep an eye on that. And I'll bet at 12.5 that bar graph's coming on, and above 12.5 it doesn't. I'm just going to guess, but I'm thinking that's the number we're looking at. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome, Ken. Mike, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I got a 91 Ford Ranger, and uh, it'll run fine for a while. Like, I can go to work, and it seems to run fine. I get off work, work off 43rd and Buckeye. If 
by the time I get to the freeway, the thing is, it'll idle. But I mean, I got to keep the RPMs above three thousand, or it barely runs. Okay. Once I get on the freeway, runs fine all the way home, all the way to Olive in the one hundred and one. Okay. Get get off the freeway, and I it I it just got to idle the rest of the way home. So you can't throttle up anymore. It just you all you get is engine idle. No matter what you do with the throttle. Well, it'll make noise and back, you know, pop a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, really no throttle response at all. If I just leave my foot off the throttle, it'll idle fly. Okay. The popping noise indicates a lean condition and a backfiring indicates a lean condition. And the absence of you being able to go past idle indicates a lean condition. And the lean condition is the fuel filters plugged up or the fuel pump substandard. Okay. As, as far as the idle is concerned, that's a completely different story now because if you've got a problem where I can rev the motor and go 50, 60, 70 miles an hour, but when I when I let go of the throttle, it won't idle and it dies, that's an EGR valve that's probably dirty, an EGR valve that's probably hanging open, an EGR valve that I would unplug and stick a pencil in the vacuum line, and if you drove it three or four days and everything was fine, and then we plugged it back in and everything went to hell in a handbasket, then we'd go, bingo, it's the EGR valve. So you have two separate problems here. You have a, I don't have enough fuel to go above idle, and then you got another problem that's, it won't idle, but it'll go above idle with the throttle. Isn't that right? Right. So I think but you have two problems. the weird thing is that once I get on the freeway, it, like I say, as long as I keep that RPM above 3,000 and then get on the freeway, I can run down the freeway all day long. Okay, the the above 3,000, you have a fuel pressure regulator in that old uh, uh, Ranger, yep. and that fuel pressure regulator could be bad, so you're, you're actually saying to that gate, when I give it really deep throttle, shut the return gate and build pressure at the engine, because the gate opens and closes. So if you're at idle, the gate opens, so you've got pressure coming in, but we're letting 80% of it go back to the tank. But when you're on the freeway and you're deep into the throttle, I'm going to close that gate because I want all that fuel that's coming forward, I want it to stay there. So you well, might have was, a fuel pressure regulator that's a problem. That was kind of my question. How can I tell if it's, if it's pump or regulator? You're going to have to put a fuel pressure gauge on it first. Well, I've done that, and uh, it, at idle, it, it's fine. And when I'm sitting in my, my carport, you know, uh, doing the, the throttle with by hand it, it it all seems fine no no fine isn't doesn't make it when we talk about fuel pressure we talk about a, a specific range of fuel pressure 40 to 42 42 to 45 and we want that pressure the specification 100 percent of the time no matter whether you're idling or whether you're wide open throttling you're drag racing a chevrolet i want it so fine doesn't cut it you need to know exactly what the spec is for the fuel system in your car. Well, it, it's it's around 32, actually, at okay. an idle, and it is 32 at an idle. Okay. And does it ever go above that? Uh, Not really. Okay. Does it ever go below that? No, not when I'm sitting in my driveway. Okay, but like the, I say, I can't look at the fuel, ga fuel pressure gauge and drive it at the same time. Well... Okay, i got to go on a break, but yes, you can you, if you have the right fuel pressure gauge. We, we attach a fuel pressure gauge underneath the hood, and we run it through the crack of the hood, and we tape it to the front of the windshield, and we go drive the car. You're going to have to figure that out. 
So you're going to have to figure out you need the devices necessary to test the fuel pressure when you're driving down the road, or you can go rent one. So you might try and check with an auto parts store and see if they'll rent you a gauge with a six-foot line that'll go to the Schrader valve underneath the hood, and then you can take it inside the passenger or the driver's side window, and you can hang on to the gauge and drive it. But we need that gauge not to drop about uh, 32. If, if if the 32 is a spec, you better not be losing five on the on the low side, but it could go 10 on the high side, and that's going to be okay. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For the best advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, listen to the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4. Make sure you're not making mistakes during the planning process. Know what to watch out for and how to craft the most secure plan possible. If peace of mind is something that you want as you prepare for retirement, don't miss the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4 right here on KKNT 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy Salem is sitting here next to me. Andy has been working. She's my daughter. She's been working at the repair shop since 1994 when we built the facility. So she's been around cars a long time. She knows how to hot rod with the best of them. She has a pretty snazzy Camry that she drives with fancy tires and wheels. And and one time I was driving her car, and um, something happened to the car, and I don't remember what, but a couple of tires and wheels got damaged. <laughs> Probably hot rodding around. You think so? Mm. I don't think so. I I think if I remember if road my memory rage. serves me right, road rage. <laughs> no, it wasn't road rage. I think I was making a U turn and I missed the U turn and it went up and down the curb. 
Yeah, and I remember calling your brother bad. saying, um, do you remember where you got these brand new tires and wheels from Andy? And he goes, yep. And I said, well, order a right front and a, le- and a right rear. And he goes, you're kidding. And I said, and don't tell her. And what did he do? Tell you. I mean, I even just barely got home and he, and you were out there using bad words. And I, I was just offended. I was offended. Folks, the thing I like the most about the, being on the radio and talking about car repair is is when I send you to somebody and they do a good job and you call me back and tell me how happy you are. There was a lady who had been told by two different repair shops she had a bad motor in her truck. I sent her to Kurtz Auto at I-17 in Bell. Kurtz repaired the car for less than $200. She's been a customer of Kurtz ever since. She's been a big fan of mine ever since. But that's what makes me happy is when I'm able to refer you to somebody who does a good job and is going to treat you fairly. It could have been that she needed a motor, but she needed a third opinion. And I'll tell you what, there's one lady out there that's doggone glad she got a third opinion. This oil pressure problem on the dashboard did not indicate a bad motor. It indicated a bad sending unit. So that repair was quite simple compared to the engine that they, she was being quoted four, five, six, seven thousand dollars for. Kurtz Automotive I-17 and Bell deler- deserves to be on my shop and has made me look like a hero. Sometimes when I don't even deserve it. That's Kurtz I-17 and Bell, the northeast corner. All righty, you got anything on your mind? Mm. Let me ask you a couple of other questions. What kind of gas does your car call for? Uh, premium or regular? Regular. Okay. Can you tell the difference if you put premium in it, if you let it get down kind of low and then put $10, $20 worth of premium? No. Okay. Can you tell when you drive the Camaro that we have with a high-performance engine, can you tell whether it has regular or super in it? I think on that one you can. Okay. How about the Corvette with twin turbos? Yeah. Can you tell the difference yeah. there? How about mom's old Yukon, the white one? Could you tell then? Mm, I couldn't tell on that one, I don't believe. Okay, and Suburbans, all the Suburbans we've had. You see, my point is is that just about everything we own says you take, it's, you're supposed to take premium. Premium, yeah. And rarely do, do I put premium in anything. Mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference, and I think you'll agree that I'm probably in the top 20% of the people that could tell if there was a difference. Yeah. Um, the the computer is going to compensate for, and you know what the difference between uh, regular and premium is? No. Okay. Regular. Let's let's think about a, a bunch of molecules in a circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Regular. One molecule ignites a hundred. A hundred ignite a thousand. A thousand ignite a million. So the boom is very fast. It's it's like this. Boom. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is that pre- wasn't very fast. <laughs> I'm going to give you the other half now. Okay? okay. Okay. Regular is this. Boom. This is premium. Boom. Okay, that's it. It's a longer burn in milliseconds. Okay, so premium in an exaggerated way, one molecule ignites two, two ignites four, four ignites six, six ignites eight. You get it? Mm -hmm. The flame front, when you set fire to one half of the circle, okay, we're going to set fire to one half. The, The regular gasoline burns across the flame front real fast. But premium is a li but we're talking maybe one or two millionths of a second. Okay, so there isn't just a real big, and with computers having a window that's 12 inches wide, I want you to picture the window's 12 inches wide. When you're running premium, the timing can go to 8, but if you're running regular, the timing has to go to 7 or 6. Who cares? Yeah, not a big difference. It's not a big deal. So there's lots of cars out there, and and, and their husbands will say, you have to run premium in your car, or wives will say, you have to run in my car. 
and this is what mom and I used to do. She'd go fill up my truck, and I'd fill up her car, and we wouldn't tell one another what we put in, and yeah. when we would try to guess. And I would always guess premium because I'm figuring she always puts premium in it. Mm. But neither one of us could tell when we, what we we filled up the other cars with. Yeah. So there are some cars out there that really there is an obvious difference between regular. They they represent maybe one percent of all the cars we work on. Yeah. One percent. Do you have any success stories for uh, this uh, for last week? Of, of anything that we oh, looked man. like a hero on, I think we looked like a hero on that one car that uh, that the fuse panel thing was was yeah, all about. Yeah, that was a, that was that one was that a, worked out really well. It uh, um, the and the shop foreman actually did that. Eddie's been with us twenty some odd years, twenty six years, something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, I think eight, since eighty five, eighty nine, eighty nine. Okay, so ninety is twenty five, twenty six years. Yeah, twenty seven years almost. Just he just kicked can, that one right in the just, old schnauzer room, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is just amazing. He, he is. He never ceases to amaze us. That's and <laughs> and not only that, and we'll break about Eddie for a minute. In his bays right now, he has a diesel truck apart. He has yes, a, the cab off of it. I the, mean, the, it is in two pieces. <laughs> the, yeah, with the cab is sitting on sawhorses, and then the bo- or the frame with the engine is over here. Yes. He has a '39 Ford truck mm-hmm. with a big block Chevy with a blower on it. He's yep. working on that, and he just rekeyed the passenger side door. Yeah, he's the got guy, that SSR. He's got the SSR in mm-hmm. there. That that's got a six-liter high-performance motor. He's working on that one. Yeah. So the, the broad band of stuff that this young man has and really and truly if if on a one to ten scale if a 10 is the top technician he's a 12 oh yeah he's a 12 he's been a master tech ever since he's worked for me and I tell this story when I interviewed him mm-hmm. he was yawning and that <laughs> really frosted my tail end so have you ever rebuilt a, a quadrajet uh-huh <sighs> I said um, can you diagnose a transmission leak yeah, that that's the kind of interview we had, and everybody else. This is what everybody else says. Yeah, I already know. Oh yeah, I can do that in twenty minutes. I'll have that puppy out. <laughs> <laughs> Quadrajets. I invented quadrajets. <laughs> I know them. Get get get. Hollies. Oh, I know them like that. That's what everybody. Else. Yeah. I had never met someone like him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I got done with the interview in 1989, I wasn't going to hire him. And uh, your mom says. Renee, my wife, says, uh, I think you should hire him. So I hired him, and he is so good. So good. He's so, and then I recognized I was boring him to death. He had so much Mm self-confidence. He had, he had so much knowledge. He had, he was just bored at the interview Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to pick and choose on what he can do, and he, he can do it all. Yeah. And so so humble. And, and he is. Yes. He is. He's, and, and, and folks, he's. He's our shop foreman, so you can't come in and ask Eddie to fix your car. But if you have a car that's really difficult, Eddie will be part of the repair yeah. process because he supervises those kinds of cars. But he is he is my right hand, my left hand, yeah, my right great. brain, my left brain. He's everything. Mm-hmm. Who is the caller for me? David, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. Thank you for asking. Um, I have a question. I talked to you probably about a month ago. I, I bought an old... Uh, 77 Pontiac Le Mans. Okay. And um, it's, I guess when I bought it, it's the gentleman I bought it from told me it's been sitting a while. And so it's got rats have been in it, 
as far as some of the wiring down by the starter and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, now, did GM put these little, I guess they look like fusible links, down by the starter area? I see a couple of them, and you know, some of the wiring is exposed. So I don't know if I need them, or, or I guess they're there for a purpose. Yeah, no, you, you, you need them. You can go to any auto parts store and just ask them for six inches of fusible link. And they're going to ask you what color it is. So there, you'll be able to tell them it's purple or it's orange or it's yellow or it's red or whatever. Or give them the application. Tell them it's 77 Pontiac Le Mans. And you'll buy a butt, couple of butt connectors and you'll just cut that area out. Use the two butt connectors and put the fusible link back in. That's all you have to do. Your out-of-pocket expense won't even be 10 bucks. It'll take you a little bit of time to do it. And you'll disconnect the battery and have to take that harness off the starter to get to it. But other than that, you'll be fine but you're going to have to replace the fuse link. You can't afford to have it open like that. Uh, that's a fire hazard, and if that hits any kind of ground, you'll, you'll die where you're at, and uh, you'll need a tow truck. Okay. All righty. All righty. Okay, thank you very much, Mark. Oh, you're welcome, David. You're welcome. Okay. And if you want to email me, I'm leaving town this afternoon. I'm taking my bride, my bride of 42 years, to... I, well, she's taking me to Florida, and there we're getting on a boat, and I don't really know where we're going, and I don't really care. <laughs> but I'll be back in about 10 days. So if you send emails to mark at marksalem.com, then Andy will be disseminating those and answering those the best she can, but she'll also leave some for me. So I have something to do when I get back because I'm going to be tanned, you know. I'm going to be suave, you know. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. All I know is I needed it to go down and get a TSA thingy so that I could get through there faster, I guess. Yeah, less hassle so you don't have to get undressed and dressed at the airport. Isn't that the truth? And, they, and, and the guy said to me, you had a little problem. I said, why is that? And she, he says, one of the hijackers on 9-11 had the last name of Salim, Salem. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know that. I said, I couldn't fly for two years because oh, my last yeah. name was Salem. And he says, no, he says, we, we cleared you. And I said, well, thank you. And then I took off my turban. And he- <laughs> oh, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you, okay? I, I don't want to hear from anybody if I've offended because I don't care, all right? I'm just He's make- not going to check his emails anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm just teasing, all right? I'm making fun of my own name, all right? So you can't, you don't have a standing to say, yeah, that was distasteful. Go back to California. <laughs> Oh, man, you're really... You know what? I don't know. Sometimes I get in these kinds of honorary moods, and, and, uh, and, I'm, and you know, it's just, it is, it, is, it is a different world over there, west of the Colorado River. <laughs> it really is a different world. And, you know, there's a bunch of cops, friends of mine, that have gone over there to work and come back, and they ran, they, they drove over, but they ran, ran back. back yeah. They ran back. <laughs> so they, they say it's just a little different over there. And, <laughs> and Ronald Reagan came from there, and, and really, he was a good guy. <laughs> So was John Wayne. <laughs> some, some good in the bunch from over there. Exactly. Anyway, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. You can go to marksalem.com and find um, all of our list of really good shops and the list that I hang my hat on. And I want to tell you about one more of them, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. He's on Main Street just east of Stapley, and he's been around in Mesa for 30 years or more. Brian and Thelma, the husband and wife that run Thompson's Auto Repair, are great people. They'll treat you fairly. They always have. They always will. 
and they're centrally located, and he's the only shop in Mesa that has passed the muster to be on the list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Until next week, wear your seatbelt, and if somebody does something nice, stick your arm out the window and say thank you. That's the nice thing to do. I'll do the same thing. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.